0: On today's episode, we're going to be talking about debunking five myths of surrender on Soul Zero Two. 2. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. 2. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life, one soul at a time. And we're in this series we started called Surrender that was born out of a single episode we did last year. And sometimes episodes grow in my heart and they become whole series. So so again, part two is is uh, debunking surrender myths. I have five myths I want to talk to you about today. And I want to share this story that happened in the Bible. And uh, Matthew chapter 9 and 16. I won't read you, read you the, the scriptures. I'll just kind of give you a brief of the story. Where Jesus is asked by a wealthy young man uh, what he needed to do in order to receive eternal life. Jesus admonished him to observe the commandments with confidence. The young man says, I've done all those things since I was a kid, man. I, I do everything right. I do all the commandments perfectly. Then Jesus advised him that if he wanted to be perfect, to sell everything he owned and donate it to the needy, and he'll have treasure in heaven. And the scriptures tell us that the young man was extremely wealthy, and he went away very upset. And that's Matthew nine sixteen and when he says if you want to be perfect that in the Greek means uh, uh, nothing necessary to completeness that you don't need anything left the only thing left is in other words he's talking about do justice to the poor and then you'll be perfect it's not just about moral rightness here and we find that lack of surrender is a problem for all of us we told the story last year about uh Onada, the, the Japanese commander who refused to surrender for 30 years after World War II. Uh and he finally gave up and realized, wow, the whole world changed, and I was still holding on to this thing. I wouldn't give up. Um, but lack of surrender is a problem for everybody, for all of us. And we find that when when we when we don't surrender, there there is always this problem where that will keep us from our fullness in christ that there'll always be this doubt of do i really belong to him if, if i don't give myself fully to him so what are some surrender myths i have five surrender myths that i want to give you today and uh five surrender myths and, and the first one is looks something like this myth number one Surrender is something I find impossible to do. I just can't do it. I'm a control freak. I, I like being in charge. I'm the I, I'm the lion in the personality test. I'm the one who's who's the general in the personality test. No one tells me what to do. I make my own fate. I am fiercely independent. Um, I you know I've, I I'm a huge fan of let's say uh, people like uh, like Emerson who 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 talked about getting your truth from your own heart, your own reality is your own truth, and that's how it is, you know, in the 1830s. I make my own fate. I'm fiercely independent, and nobody tells me what to do. Fine, right? God never makes us do anything. But remember, there are at least 141 Bible verses that speak of God protecting us if we trust Him, if we trust our hearts to Him. So think of what you're missing when you don't give your life to God, surrender wise. But here, here's uh, you know, if, if I entrust God with the deepest, most important part of me, He's gonna take care of it. But if I don't surrender to Him my life, He's not obligated to protect me. So, myth number one, it's something I can't do. But here's myth number two Surrender will restrict my happiness and potential. This is a common thing that people maybe might not always say, but maybe they think about it. Some people see surrender as losing something instead of gaining something. Speaking of creation as surrender to, to God, uh, Nancy Leigh Lay, Nancy Lay DeMoss said this, "...surrender did not strip the creation of dignity or freedom." To the contrary, surrender was and still is the source and means of true freedom and fullness. The sovereign creator, God, ruled over his creation with tender love, inviting his creatures to engage with him in a divine dance of sorts in which he led and they followed. Isn't that beautiful when you think about it? That surrender makes my life more full and more free, not less. So it's more, not less. But our, our minds, our brains kind of reverse it and think about it the wrong way. And we find that surrender to God is, is not restriction, but it's ultimate freedom and flourishing when you do it. Psalm 104 describes this very thing that happens when creation is surrendered to its creator. And we find that life is enjoyed to the fullest when our existence, our purpose, and our prosperity are fully surrendered to our Creator, thus it says in John ten ten, the thief comes forth to kill and destroy, but I, am, I have come that you may have life, and have it more abundantly. Myth number three of, of surrender of, of uh, surrender myth rather surrender myth number three. Surrender means that I have to hide in a cave like a monk. That, that's the only that's the best way I could word it. I tried, but you know. Um, and this is, this is for those who feel like that to be a follower of Jesus, you have to separate from the world to the point where you don't live in the world at all and you just hide and, and hide in a commune and don't do anything and don't engage the world ever. Don't love on people, don't help people, don't live your life, don't work in, in a physical place. Some people have done that. And many of us grew up being taught that, that you, you were to have no involvement in the world and in the 19th century, many Pentecostal churches built, you know, cheaper buildings because they, they figured, well, the rapture's coming, we're gonna get snatched away, so so uh we're out of here, you know, because we don't belong here anyway. And so their job was to hide until Jesus returned. And that's called dualism, right? Dualism says that matter doesn't matter, that anything that's matter, anything that's material has no meaning. And anything that that nature is made of. The world has no meaning. Only spiritual, eternal things have meaning. Anything the world has has to offer is evil. And and that simply is not true, because God created the earth, but the earth was corrupted. And that's why he's renewing the earth. And the problem with this kind of thinking is that God's first charge to the human race is this, tend the garden and steward all living creatures. So that's a call to culture, according to people like uh, Andy Crouch, who said this. Uh, One of the One of culture's first jobs is to domesticate the wilderness, to bring God's image and presence and kingdom into a broken world. So God doesn't call us to escape the world, he calls us to engage it. And Crouch further says, Jesus didn't separate culture from the real spiritual business of his mission, but he was part of the world he lived in. And so the world is not to be ignored or demonized, but stewarded for the creator who built it because he's going to someday renew it, right? There's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. And that's God's doing. So Christians should be the the leaders of of the environment. They they should care about what happens in in creation. Christians should run for office. They, They should be the best doctors, lawyers, mechanics, musicians, actors. They should be the best of everything because God made us to live in this world. So God, God wants a living sacrifice, not a dead one. A, de- a dead sacrifice just says, "I'm going to hide until the return of Christ and kind of do nothing." But no, God calls you to engage. Here's myth number four: Surrender. Surrender will leave a huge void in my life. And surrender means I will lose my identity my joy, the thing that gives me energy, purpose, and focus. If I give that up, man, I won't be satisfied. I'll be empty. I'll be a a husk of a man if I surrender. I'll be a husk of a woman if I surrender. And this is only true if we view surrender as one-sided, if we define it only as the thing we're giving up, not what God is going to fill in return once there's a void there. That's the whole point of surrender. When I surrender to Him, He fills that emptiness with Himself. And the way some people look at Christianity is not right. It's not correct. Some people don't become Christians because they think Christians live this stripped-down version of a happy life in exchange to save their souls. Christianity is seen as the universe's biggest party pooper, that if I'm a Christian, I can't have fun anymore, I can't live, I can't enjoy things. That simply is not true. Nothing is further from the truth. Surrender to God guarantees the ultimate fulfillment of life. This is why it's so important. Thus it says in Second in Corinthians 2 9, What no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love Him. There is, there is a, a rush to fill the void of emptiness once we give it to God. He's rushing to bless us and, and, and make us the most fulfilled we could ever be. So you'll never be more fully alive, more fully engaged, more full of purpose and meaning than when your life is fully surrendered to God. Myth number five, and then we're gonna bring this in for a landing, is well, I'm a good person. Why do I need to surrender? We hear that a lot today. I'm a good person, I have my truth, and that's it. You know, the rich young ruler was a good person. He did he done everything right, but not the one thing, the one thing. All of us have this one thing that if we just gave that up to god will be surrendered matthew nine twenty two. when the young man heard heard this word he went away grieving for he had many possessions how do you know if if that one thing hasn't been settled in your life that you that you need to surrender it how, how, how do we know you haven't given it up when you give it up you grieve it's lost or, or or when you're faced with giving it up you grieve it's lost and you say wow man, I don't know if I want to do this. You count, count the cost here. And some might think, well, I'll take peace, but not surrender. And that was the case during the Civil War when, towards the end of the war, there was an intense series of battles between General Lee and General Grant. And finally, uh, General Grant sent a message to Lee suggesting, hey, look, you guys are losing. We don't want any more people to die. Let's meet together so you can surrender. And to make a long story short, uh, uh, Grant says, Peace being my great desire, there is but one condition I would insist on, namely, that the men and officers surrendered shall be disqualified for taking up arms against the government of the United States. And Grant offered to meet Lee at any place he wished for the purpose of working out the details of surrender. And Lee responded back and said that he wanted to meet Grant at 10 o'clock the following morning to discuss how to bring about the restoration of peace. But he did not intend to surrender that was the point that he he wanted to talk about peace and kind of surrender his way but he didn't want to surrender and so says we do that to god we we want peace but we don't want surrender and 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 thus you know general general uh, grant says that's not going to work so he he didn't go to the meeting so how did jesus view surrender Th- that's a good question how did jesus view surrender and he's our he's our template he's our example right of how we should live, but uh, when he was tempted in the desert Jesus responded in such a way that showed his surrender to the Father in heaven, and it was like this Jesus surrendered his power. In Matthew four three it says the tempter came to him, if and said if you have, are there if you're the son of God command that these stones become bread, but he answered, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth. So Jesus surrendered his power to create miracles to the Father and said, Lord, this is your problem. The power to feed and sustain oneself was surrendered. And the appetite is one of the most powerful things in humanity. And when we surrender that to God, we're not talking about a diet, we're talking about surrender to God. Everything changes. But Jesus also, we find that he surrendered his control as well. Again, the devil took him, the Bible says, to a holy city and, and and put him on the highest temple and said, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And this is Matthew 4-5. And Jesus answered him, Once again, it is written, you are not to put the Lord, your God, to the test. So Jesus surrendered his control, his need for control and he put his his control his ability to address the situation in God's hands the temptation to use control to uh, the the temptation rather to use the control you have what when you shouldn't that's the test that when you have the power to do something in the flesh but but give it to God instead that's the test and lastly Jesus surrendered his ambition and we find that Again, Matthew 4.1, it says, or rather 4, eight, it says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kings of the world, and, and he says, I'll give you all these things if you throw yourself to the ground and worship me. And then Jesus said, go away, Satan, for it is written, you are to worship the Lord God and serve only him. So Jesus surrendered his, what he wanted. And, and that's a good template of surrender, I think right he surrendered his ambition he surrendered his control and his power those are three key things and Jesus saw that it was only the father in heaven who is who is his source for identity and for future success and for joy and for completeness and so that said i want to encourage you today to continue to follow jesus but surrender to him If you like this podcast, please leave a like and find us on YouTube, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Facebook. And please subscribe to our channel and recommend it to someone who hasn't heard it. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless.